Hi, this is Dr. Kristen Scatliff of MD Fem Incorporated. We really appreciate you tuning into our podcast, and we know that you value the information that we give as physicians, but I want to make something very clear. Do not use this information over the advice of your own primary care provider. That is the doctor that sees you. That's the doctor that knows all of your comorbidities, your medications, and everything else that's going on with you. We want you to take their advice. This is not formal medical advice, okay? Feel free to DM us or email us at mdfem at gmail.com or on IG at mdfem or on our Facebook, mdfem live. Thank you for tuning in. Hi everybody, this is mdfem, I'm Dr. Scatliff and welcome to our next episode. This one is gonna be called, Don't Sell My Son A Gun. Get ready. We have Dr. Logan Chowdhury and Dr. Candice Wall Bennett, both family yeah. practice physicians. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome, welcome. And so we're going to have an interesting conversation about gun control. And um, I don't have any children. And I don't have any guns. So you guys, <laughs> let's go. Okay. So first question is, where do you stand on gun control in the U.S. right now? Do you think it's too tight? Do you think it's too lax? What do you want to see change? Who wants to start? Well, I can start. So I, it's definitely too relaxed. It's definitely, definitely too relaxed. I feel like it's uh, definitely a single male made these law enforcements without children or I don't know, not just not watching the news lately, to be honest with you. I think it's very relaxed. I think it definitely can be tighter. Okay. Dr. Chaudhry, well, where do you stand on, where do you stand on the gun control? Do you think it's too tight? Do you think it's too lax? What do you want to see, you know, different? So I think it's too lax. Um, I think a kid goes into um, a gas station and asks for cigarettes or alcohol and he's carded. He's told no, this and that. You go to a gun show, kid asks to see a bunch of guns and yeah, sure, why not? And let's get you started on this. Uh, I think that's completely inappropriate. Uh, I understand our amendments of the right to bear arm. I'm totally in agreement with handguns and rifles. I'm fine with that, but it's the high ammunition that I have a problem with. Why outside of the military do citizens need to have high ammunition guns, high rounds? So now that we brought up the law, let me clarify some of this research that we did. So for those of you who don't know, the second amendment states that a well-regulated militia, militia, being necessary to the security for a, of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It specifically says militia. It was in terms of war, right? That's what the amendment was about. Now, of course, you know, everything gets ratified and pulled out and so forth. So you had different things that different appeals and court cases that came about. And the most recent one that we can talk about is the one that happened in 2022 New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. And the court considered the constitutionally under the Second Amendment of a portion of New York's firearm licensing scheme that restricts the carrying of certain licensed firearms outside the home. In a six to three decision, the court struck down New York's requirement that an applicant for an unrestricted license to carry a handgun inside the home for self-defense must establish proper cause, ruling that the requirement is at odds with the Second Amendment. So New York was trying to make things stricter and they basically knocked it down. That's the most recent thing that we had happen. And then, of course, you know, we've had countless what I call mass shootings or, you know, school shootings. We can talk about, you know, there's this. So this is the other problem, right? So the CDC 
for a long time was not allowed to collect data about gun shootings. It was actually barred by a Republican representative that we won't name, okay, for many years, who's a well-known NRA gun lobbyist, XYZ. Okay, okay. So funding wasn't going to them for this. And then only recently in the last couple of years are we getting actual statistics that show that guns are killing children more than cancer. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. It's very sad. And then, so, so the problem is also that the definitions of mass shootings and of, in, um, how to say, um, incidental shootings are always different between different organizations and different regions and different states and different countries. So we can't get a unified, you know, thing on it because some people loop in things that have to do with politics or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if somebody's like a terrorist attack or something, they loop that into the whole thing. They don't separate the school shooting from the, you see, and that now becomes a problem with statistics and so forth. So all of that is muddling the data. And then on top of all of that, you have the gun lobbyists who are very well powered and very well represented, represented on the Hill. And basically they have shut down a lot of different things that have come up with pipelines to try to control things. We, only reason we went from 18 to 21 federally was what happened in Uvadale. When that shooting happened, when that shooting happened, Texas changed the law from 18 to 21. That's what Isn't that sad that we, everything is like, you have to wait until something bad happens for it to be fixed. It's like, wow, where is the preventative? Thank you. The law is reactive rather than proactive. That's the first problem. The second problem is the definition between rifles handguns and long guns because they like to say that long guns are for shooting like you know wildlife and hunting and they're protected okay that's a problem because certain semi-automatic weapons are getting looped into these little loopholes of definitions and that's why kids are being able to get access to these guns because they're saying oh well i'm teaching my son how to hunt so that's where the problem is because a handgun has what six rounds and then a rifle has only a couple rounds that's okay because by the time you're trying to, someone else has a gun, they're going to shoot you. You know what I'm saying? It's that high ammunition. It's the these high magazines. Like, what is the need for that to be sold all the time? Like, shouldn't that just be a military type of thing? I mean... There's no need. There's no need. First of all, let's talk about guns in general. Hey, honestly, there's actually no need for something like this. Thank you. Thank you. I want, thank I want you. to go on record. <laughs> there's no need for, for a civilized community to need regular everyday people mm. walking around with guns. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. You can say crime and you can say, oh, I'm protecting my house. I'm sorry. Stable Mabel blow your head off. It's a problem, okay? Like it's not okay. And then you have children in your home. And yes, we have other things that we can, we're gonna get into about um, how you can protect your kids if you have a gun in your home, you know? you know, Husbands and wives see, see things differently. We understand, okay? So we can tell you those things. But I just really think if you're living in a civilized community, and you can't de-escalate a situation without a firearm. We have a problem. Yeah. We have a problem. Wait, what? I think that that's a problem. Notice here, Kristen, from living from Chicago uh-huh. to Texas, is that people are more aware that people have guns. Basically, you assume someone has. You assume here in Texas, everybody has a gun. So you're a little more cautious. Off the bat. You just Off the bat. Assumption: everybody has a gun. So do you? Th- there's not many house break-ins because they assume you're gonna ha- they're you're gonna have a gun on the other side and you're gonna shoot them, right? So there's not many house break-ins because of that assumption. I mean, 
it's it's a different type of mentality. You know, you, but, but you know also loves, I, I understand there's not no many house break-ins, but the other problem I find with it is that rage, ro uh, sorry, road rage, like driving, I always assume that person's got something in their glove compartment. I'm good. I don't want nothing with it because I've actually had oh. one of my friends had a weapon brandished on him. Yes. In an accident too. So like first thing my husband tells me when I move here, you need to lay off the horn because in Chicago we use the horn, right? But I have not touched my horn in a year and how many months? Never. More than not once. years. I haven't used my horn because I'm like, you know what? It's not going to Worth at. So it's like I can be late. You guys are gonna make me think about my horn next time. I must say, because I'm such a horn person. <laughs> the road. You got the whole road. You don't know. You never know. That assumption makes things a little bit, a little bit more civilized. In the fact that you're like, okay, my assumption is I have a gun, and they're kind of a little crazy. Let it be, man. Because otherwise. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to do a lesson now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get in front of you, and I'm going to slam the brakes, and I'm going to go real slow. I won't do that here in Texas. I don't have that reaction. So, so I, I see, yeah, exactly. So I see the, I see what you're saying. It has its places, but I feel like the types of weapons that are allowed to, and then the carrying here too, you know, you can, you can carry around here, right? Like, you know, on, on the, I'm like, are we in, are we in wow wow west so me and my husband have a license but then they dropped that law problem to me yeah, that they dropped it so you don't need that anymore you can just go and get it and do it and that's that's a big problem for me that's a problem because not people are not getting education about guns and gun safety they don't know how to clean their gun they don't have to take care of their gun properly also, it's going to be in the plaxical burgess and i don't know if you know who that is plaxical burgess for the people who are listening was a NFL player, I believe, and basically he sat down with his gun, no safety, shot himself in the foot. That's because he doesn't know anything about guns at that time, or didn't lose little to nothing, right? Just went out, got a gun, and bolstered it, right? For the class so. to get the license, the end of the class is going and driving to a shooting range and learning to do shooting, and learning to load and reload and everything like that. If you don't have even that simple basic training, you should not just walk up to any store and be, and then be like, "All right, well, I got it now. Now what?" A man was recently arrested for going up to skaters in a church parking lot with a gun. You can tell that he doesn't know much about guns because of the way that he held the gun when he walked up on them. Okay, and I said, "Well, this is somebody who just went off the street and went and bought a gun, had no gun education, because he's literally holding it like this." I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, this is not GTA. And for those of you who don't know that, Grand Theft Auto is a game on um, on many platforms. And that's what they do. They hold the guns on the side. This is nonsense. That's not how you, this is not. So gun education is a big part of owning a gun. It's a part of the responsibility of being a gun owner. And I would think that the NRA would want to make sure that that happens for everybody so that their name stays good. But no, they want to lax everything up because it allows more and more, you know, of their stuff to come through. My, my, I personally think it's so dangerous. You don't know what you're doing. And you can hurt yourself and your loved ones. You're there trying to clean the gun and somebody across the room gets killed. I mean, like, that happens. Kristen, with that said, so I wasn't a big gun fan, right? My, we do have guns in the house. We have safes. We have the fingerprint, right? Mm -hmm. This and people's 
not having that knowledge and that proper training. When me and my husband do go to the gun range, I do see parents with their younger kids, 13, 14, 15. The respect that they have for the gun and the understanding in these young kids is amazing to see because they're being trained at a young age to understand it, respect it, know how to use it in a proper situation. Okay. Before I would have said, heck no, never, ever. Now we're in a different society in a different situation where I don't want my kid to be in the front of a gun and not know how to disarm it or get rid of it. Like in a way, in a safe way, you know what I'm saying? Say they're at their friend's house playing. I don't know that that family has a gun and they don't, those kids don't know how to use it, but at least my kid will be like, listen, that's not a toy. Get it and then disarm it and give it to the owner. You know what I'm saying? Like it, cause then I don't want to stop by stupid kid. So, so how, what's, how old is your oldest child? Six. I mean, I'm not ready yet to show him how to. Okay. I'm just checking. We're just checking. Just checking. <laughs> so my problem, my problem with this, my problem with this is even at 13, 14, 15, right? If you can remember yourself at 13, 14, 15, the impulsivity. Exactly. It's everything behavior, is a game. Everything the is play, play. The, 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 the ready to fly off the handle. Oh, somebody bullied me at school. Somebody did this, blah, 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 blah. And I know the way to get to the safe. I know the, like there are children. There's so many little stories of kids taking like a book and trying every little number of code and then figuring out what the code is to get into the gun and then going and taking it. And then something happens at school or something happens in a public place. And then they're playing games like, you know, all these guns. I'm not going to name any games because I'm a, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I do not play shooting games, though. Okay? Okay? That's Because that, it's very violent. They've gotten out of control. Like, these things are on a very accurate level. And that shooting it's that happened so in accurate. Buffalo was exactly the way you would see an, like a role-playing game. Like, like literally a first-player gunman mm -hmm. in a game. That's exactly how he did it. So that's why I'm like, no. Yeah. Those, I'm good. No. Any other game you want to play? Sure. Auntie Kristen's got you for the system. No problem. <laughs> that we can do, but no gun But games, here's no. the thing is that we're in a guns are there, and I'd rather have my kid know how to use it and take care of himself than not. You know, and I don't think that I would teach, I would think that I would teach him enough not to be stupid like that, to be reactive and have respect right. for it, but... At the same time, the society we're in, I don't want my kid being approached by some other kid with a gun in the house and not knowing what to do. And then so, so I agree with you in that sense. I understand. You're teaching him gun safety. I get it. I get it totally. I just feel like kids are impulsive. No matter how you teach a child, when they get in a place where they can't express themselves and they just can't deal with that emotion, they're going to react. True, right? That's adult. That's adults too, I agree, but it's gonna happen more frequently with someone who's immature, emotionally immature, right? Um, well, you know, there's adults that are emotionally immature also, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, but um, but also a big, big thing is when you send your kids on play dates, do you ask them, is there a gun in the house? Is that something routinely that you guys do as moms? Yes. Do, luckily, I haven't had that. <laughs> luckily, I have not had to ask that question before. Do you think they're but being transparent though? Completely no, I don't think so. I, I feel like in Texas you have to. So. Okay. Okay. I don't know about PA though. <laughs>
know they're on they're young enough where I'm there with them. You know what I'm saying? They're not at that Okay. There's only one friend I've ever dropped one my oldest off at and I know she does they don't have guns in their house. And that because I okay. asked and I know, but usually I'm also there as well, so I'm around. I'm not, I feel comfortable enough for my kids to be three days without me in the room. But if okay. she had if she had a gun, how would things change? Well then I would ask where is it? And how is it locked up? And do like kids know where it is? Exactly. Is it is it a locked safe space away from these children? Like you know, do you, you know? Like is it is it a registered firearm? Yeah. Like is this legal? Like you know, are you you got something we need to know about? Like like you know, I mean, we don't ask this. I, I'm I'm just in my research for the episode. I'm like, wow, I would never even think to ask. Hey, is there a gun in your yeah, house? Exactly. To be honest, I have never thought. I about feel it. like if I was still in Chicago, the answer would be no. But now that I'm here, the answer is yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being in Texas is kind of being like hypersensitive to it, so you're like, everybody's got a gun, you gotta ask yeah. this question. Yeah. Yeah. So the same yeah. like in, I guess PA in New York is like, oh, I never thought about it because we're not hypersensitive. Yeah, to it. I think it's just here, it's a little bit more, so that's why. So, so, te- so this is an interesting fact I want to kind of bring in here. Only six states: Florida, Washington, Vermont, California, Illinois, and Hawaii have increased the minimum purchase age for long guns to 21. Only. Utah raised it to 21 post the shooting of Uvadale, okay, Texas. But before that, it was only those that had that done it for long guns. Because remember, long guns are the ones they say yeah. are, oh, I'm teaching my son how to hunt. Yeah. I mean, even like the Let's amount see. of training for before they said no in Texas, the mm-hmm. amount, the training class is a joke. Uh, Three-day class in Illinois versus a half a day class in Texas. There's a big difference. Three days for conceal and carry. Half a day. Three days for conceal and carry. Don't you think this should be like standard across all the states? Like, I I don't like, aren't we the same people? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Remember that we have federally, the federally stated things. And then we have state laws and then we have counties Everything is, that's how our government is set up, okay? So when we start going down that rabbit hole, we're talking, we're going to start questioning a whole ton of laws because a lot of them fall it's under that purview, state right? by state dependent. It might even be city by state. Yeah, it's state dependent. But I, I think it's it state, state by state, by state dependent. State. Yes, it's going to be based but on I want to know, how many people do we have to kill until this is federally mandated? Wow, wow. Um, I don't know the answer to that question, Dr. Well, I'm going to... And honestly, honestly, I don't even think that they care enough to have a number because they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if if you don't care at this point of where we are, you just don't care then, which is sad. Wow. So the states that have relaxed their minimum age restrictions for guns, um, this is long guns, is Arizona, Idaho, Texas, Arkansas, New Hampshire, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, and South Carolina. They've relaxed it? They relaxed their minimum age. This is for the long gun. Remember, we have to classify what we're talking about. Long gun, handgun, you know, those are, di- those are different classifications. So they're c- classifying the long gun as something that is, a, is, is oh, I'm teaching them to hunt. I'm teaching. It's a, so these no, are not, you're not, not talking about like control. high rounds. You're just talking about rifles. Okay. Rifles, exactly. Okay. Exactly. A long gun refers to a rifle or a shotgun. 
Federal law does not allow a licensed dealer to sell those types of weapons to a minor under the age of 18. That's the federal law. That's not the state law, okay? These are the states that relax that law. So less than 18 could get a long gun. Does that make sense? However, unlicensed individuals may sell or transfer a rifle or a shotgun and its ammunition to a person of any age while there's a set age to buy or sell a long gun through a license transfer, there is none for unlicensed sellers. That's how you're getting those guns to young mm. people. Does that make sense? And then handguns are defined basically, you know, we don't know what a handgun is, right? So basically anything that carries a couple of rounds, not not over, you know, a certain amount. And then they're saying federal law says that licensed dealers cannot sell those to anyone under the age of 21. However, if you're an unlicensed dealer, you may not sell or transfer any handgun to anyone that you believe is under, believe is under the age of 18. So you don't even have to- Oh my God, you're not even checking. You just have to say, yeah, yeah. Believe is the statement in the law, okay? So this is, and the state law in Texas generally restricts people from intentionally or knowingly selling, renting, leasing, giving, or offering to sell, rent, lease, or give a firearm to any minor that's younger than 18 years old. That's what their first statement says. This restriction on furnishing firearms to minor is subject to multiple exceptions, including if the minor's parent or guardian gave a written permission for the sale or transfer. So if daddy said you can have it, you can have it. I don't know, man. It's just, we live in a different world, right? We live in a different world than when we grew up. We can't let our kids go trick-or-treating without us around. They can't go sell cookies door by door without us around. I mean, you can't even go to Target without getting like hunted, like for trafficking. It's scary. It's, it's, it's it, minors it's may be scary. able to temporarily own or possess firearms due to activities like employment or farming. How broad is that? Like employment. I don't know. I, I really want to just focus on as physicians, how important gun control is because what we see you know, coming through our doors. So as a critical care doc, I work in traumas, okay? And things that happen by accident mm-hmm. will blow your mind with a gun, okay? And this is like no intention, like kids killing kids, kids killing parents, parents killing kids because there's not proper gun, you know, education or somebody was cleaning the gun and didn't realize there was something in the chamber. All, all these other things yeah. happen, Okay. Or we have instances where people go to a party, teenagers go to a party, someone has a gun, someone got offended, blah, 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 pop, there it goes, okay? We, you know, it's not just yeah. gang violence. It's, it's a whole, you know, there's a whole plethora of things that's going on. And then we all see the mass shootings. And at an elementary it's school, so at an elementary school. Elementary to be a parent school. with a kid that's in elementary scary. school is probably the scariest thing right now. It's scary. Very scary. Like, you think that that's the place, okay, this is not going to happen at this level of school. Exactly. Nope. nope. There it goes. You and guys, I, I have school. air tags on my kids' backpacks, so I monitor where they are. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh so, yes. I, I bought one, and I secured one just for when he yeah, goes so, to school. But, wow. it, you, but even if you do yeah. have the air tag, how does that is still not nothing. prepare you? Nothing, if something nothing. happens, it just tells you, Oh, my child yeah, was there. That's it. Is he still there? I don't know. You know? And we put it on his backpack, so that could go anywhere. So it's terrifying. It's like... So let me ask you Let me ask you a question. As, as, as your kid gets older, though, because this is, this is all terrifying for me, and I have no children. Um, but as your kid gets older, are you going to be checking their backpack? To see if there's something in it? 
Yeah. Yeah, I check it every day. Of course, I won't stop checking it. Is that not a, is that not a violation of their no. privacy, guys? You live under my roof. You live under my roof. Okay. Exactly. As long as you live here, there's no privacy. I'm sorry. If you sorry. have your own place, I won't be doing that. But when you live under my roof, yeah, I'm checking your stuff. On behalf of, 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 of Joshua and, 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 and Ismael. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. You have no privacy. It's okay. It's okay. I tried to advocate for you. No. Okay, but but the, no, no, no. I, I I understand what you're saying. I mean, I heard that when I was growing up. All you heard it was like, you're in my house. So I was like, oh, brother, that. But also, here's sorry. another thing, Chris, um, is that I take care of kids, too. I know what they're doing, right? I don't show any judgment with my pediatric patients. Wow. I am completely non-judgmental. I have nothing to judge you on, but I hear the stuff that they're saying. I understand what they're saying. Right. They're a different generation. They're way smarter, way savvier than we were. They have more technology, more outlets for way more things. They just know too much. They get exposed too young. You can never be too careful. So I, I, I think for our listeners, I think the point, important points to kind of wrap things to, to, to the end is, number one, talk to your children constantly, right? Keep them yes. informed and educated. And, you know, I think the non-judgmental of making a place of comfort and safety for them to talk about what's going on at school so they can tell you so that you can know if there's a red yeah. flag, right? And speaking to their teachers constantly and so forth is also very, very key in this kind of environment. That but I also think making yourself you know, present, right? As a parent, we have to be involved. So exactly. I have to be part of the, right. I want to be part of the PTO. I'm going to go on field trips. I'm going to do this stuff. I'll block my schedule. It doesn't matter because it's my kid's safety and importance. And I don't right. know what's happening. And I don't want some other parent that I don't know chaperoning my kid on some field trip. And I don't know what their thoughts are, beliefs are, what they have on them. They're not supposed to have a gun. But if you do, I want to be around. Right, exactly, exactly. And then when your kids go over to have playdates, always ask, is there a gun in the you house? You should. Is it locked? Is it safe? You should. Yeah. You if should, you don't you feel should. comfortable asking and, a question, then you shouldn't drop your kid off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then finally, like teaching kids, hey, if I see a gun, yeah. what to do? If my friend, if, if Timmy or Robbie or whoever it might be, comes to school with mommy or daddy's gun, what yeah. do I do? Okay. And first of all is tell a teacher, tell an adult, you know, say, to yeah. say something big, 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 big. Okay. Don't keep it to yourself. You're not helping him because if something happens and he gets hurt, you're going to feel yeah. really bad. Right. So that, and then you could get hurt too. Right. And, and then also when they get older, educating them, you know, on the proper things to do in those situations yeah. as they come up, you know, staying safe. So, um, and I think the air tags on the backpack is a really good, um, idea. So kudos to you guys. Um, that's kind of ingenious. I was like, wow, they got like trackers on them. That's great. Um, <laughs> and it is basically, I mean, for parents too, when you're considering putting a gun in your home, weighing the benefits and the risk, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm sure it was a, a very interesting conversation in both I of I think your if you're going to, you really? need to make sure there's the proper safety precautions so basically safes and the way the safes are made right and where they're located too right so do they mm -hmm. have fingerprint that you have to do or is it coding or is it both what is the way to get into it where are they located in the house is every single gun in the house in a certain safe that's a really important thing right 
Okay. Okay. And then, and then Dr. Wall, for you, um, the conversation that you had when, when, when you embarked on this, what was, you want to give insight, a synopsis? It was, it was not a good conversation. <laughs> it was a male versus a female opinion as to gun control. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like males in general, I feel they need to, because they have a whole thing about protection. So it's like, hey, I need this protection and I need to protect my family and this is the option I have. And I'm like, really? So there's going to be a gunfight in the house if somebody comes in. <laughs> like, that's my whole thing. Just the, I guess the that was a whole conversation. But eventually there needs to be some compromise. And as Lubna said, I guess, make sure there's a safe in the house, the code, the whole fingerprint, know where it's at. Um, make sure where it's at is not accessible to children because they will fiddle with it until, yes, they can play with it until they magically open it. So especially where it's at and all of that. So it was a very interesting conversation. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I imagine. And, you know, also, I want to say this. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, you know, as a black man living in America, mm. him having a gun is probably what giving him We had that conversation as well. <laughs> I, 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 I could tell. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I think this is a really good episode. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, and of course, there'll probably be a part two because we're going to get some type of feedback from folks. So um, thank you for joining us on MD Fem and good night. <laughs>